Welcome to The Millionaire's Lawyer, where you'll hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to grow your business and sell it for maximum profitability. If you want to learn lawyer-proven strategies for building and exiting your business, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, J.P. McAvoy, is a business lawyer, college professor, and best-selling author who has been assisting clients start, grow, and sell their businesses for millions of dollars for over 15 years. Will yours be the next? Now here's your host, J.P. McAvoy. On today's episode of The Millionaire's Lawyer, we're speaking with Valerie Lemme. She is a certified hypnotherapist and the first accredited master practitioner of Ty Kane's Future Visioning. We're going to get into what that means and some of the skill set that she has as she describes her current line of work and what the future for her and us holds. Welcome to today's show, Valerie. It's a pleasure to have you on. We've talked previously. Uh, we've been talking uh, for ages about getting you actually on the show. So it's a pleasure to have you here. Welcome. Thank you so much, JP. And likewise, not only a pleasure, but really a joy to talk about my passion, uh, the work that I do. And I am so grateful to you for allowing this format. Wonderful. Oh, thanks, Val. That's great. Uh, and so let's get right into it. Because as you say, your passion, I know about it, obviously. Uh, but tell, uh, tell the listeners, tell our audience about what it is that you do. Okay. Well, basically, this is the only coaching and self-healing process in the world that really is based on the power of the future in order to make rapid, rapid changes and really get you to where you want to be in the most comfortable, easy, graceful way to get there. So and that's basically what it does. Yes. And when we talk, uh, when we talk about doing that or doing it in the most easy, graceful and actually quick way, right, is one of the things, because I think this uh, can be almost instantaneous. Can you tell our listeners about what you mean when you say that? Yes. Many times I have had instant healings or instant breakthroughs. It's, it's kind of like the simple phenomenon of you want the parking spot and you find the parking spot or you're thinking of someone and they call you on the phone. And we're always so fascinated when something like that happens. But just for a moment, imagine that happening in the big things in your life in the business deals, in the productivity of your company. One time I was talking to one of the, a team leader in a company and he said it, I think, really well. He said, I want to be able to prevent the fires instead of just having the tools to put the fires out. And I said, that's brilliant. Yes, of course. Don't we all want that? And future visioning is the only modality that I have found that gives me that uh, in a greater capacity for me to approach that in the way that I do business and also my the rest of my life too, because this is really about holistic success. Yes. I mean, I think people can identify when you say, you know, when, when you're, you're thinking of someone, the phone call rings and it's actually, it's actually that person, right? Uh, um, I think they can identify with that. I, I want to talk about that for a minute. And I'd like to actually then relate it to uh, business settings, or as you say, solving some of the business solutions. First, can you tell us why or where that actually comes from? So, you know, when you're thinking and the phone actually rings, why is that happening? Why does that actually happen? Oh, that's a great question and not a simple answer. <laughs> and one of the things about future visioning is that we really teach people is if you look for simple solutions, you will have a frustrating and difficult life. And if you embrace complexity, you will have an easy and graceful life. So, but it happens because of something 
that you can look up. It's on Google. Uh, Rupert Sheldrake is the actual identifier of something called the morphogenic field, which is the sum total of every thought, emotion, and feeling of every sentient being on the planet Earth. And we're all connected, even though we're individuals. And that's the cool part of this, is that paradox is not just something to embrace on an intellectual level. We are individuals, but especially if you have a company, like show me the company. Well, you can show me a building, but show me the company. Well, you can show me an invoice or, you know, you can even show me a spreadsheet, but you actually can't show me a company because it's made up of people. That's just it. Uh, it's interesting as a lawyer, uh, when, we, when we organize these companies uh, and we explain to people that they are carrying on business by a way of corporation, uh, at law, it's a legal entity. It's treated and defined in many acts as a legal person. And some people have trouble actually reconciling, just as you described, well, it's not actually a legal person. It's like, well, actually, in this particular statute, it is a legal person and it's doing the exact same things. It has the exact same rights and abilities as you as a legal person do. Right. Uh, and so we try to explain that to people. The second part of the previous question I asked, I want to lead us back towards, uh, because as you say, a very interesting answer. We say we're all connected in that way. Businesses likewise, and for the business owner that is trying to create a reality, right, is trying to uh, want something to occur, maybe they need to land a sale or maybe they uh, have a contract that's, uh, uh, that they're having some difficulties with and like they want the phone to ring, uh, same kind of principle applying, they want something to actually occur. What can they do to foster that or to enhance the likelihood that that's going to occur? Good, okay. Yes, first of all, it starts with the intention and the vision of the future. That's why we're saying this is based on the future. So you can notice, yeah, you want the person to call right now, but there's criteria that you have to think about. You just don't want the phone to ring and it to be anybody. You want it to be someone who needs your product and someone who is really ideal for you, that you can serve them and they can get the best result, and you can too from that mutual relationship. Again, it's the, you know, the third body. Robert Bly is an American poet, and he talked about when two people come together, there's a third body. You were talking about it with the corporation being an actual person. So every interaction. So when you're thinking, okay, I want to grow my business. Well, what do you want your ideal consumer or customer or client to look like? So one of the things that I help people to do is to create their picture of their ideal future so that they're attracting those kinds of people. But I want to just put a little caveat in there because it sounds, it doesn't sound like, oh, you just think it and it happens. Well, yes, that's true. However, many of us have beliefs that stop that from happening. So you also have to look at what are the negative or limiting beliefs that are stopping me from being able to manifest this moving forward in the way that I want? So it's this very beautiful uh, relationship inside the human being. And for people who are founders of companies, visionaries, they had to see the future and be future-based. How do you get your employees to have the same vision as you because we all know that aerodynamics is very important in success. 
that value, that's great. It takes me into two lines of questioning. Uh, the first is maybe we'll, maybe let's just ask, um, well, just ask how you get that employee buy-in the way you're describing first. It's so interesting. Uh, a founder, an owner uh, of a business has an idea as to what the business is, the, uh, the vision for the business. Um, how, uh, and I imagine the first part is actually sharing that vision with the employees, but how do you actually uh, or foster the buy-in from employees? Or what's some of the advice you could give the listeners as to how to foster that buy-in? Right. Okay. So here is the way to identify yourself if you actually are someone who naturally relates to the future or is future oriented, I'll say. Okay. First of all, do you believe that you have the power to create your reality and get it to be the way that you want it to be? That's the first question. And the second question is, do you believe that the future can be better that tomorrow is going to be better than today rather than the opposite way around. If you have those two aspects to you, you're future oriented. How do you get other people? So here's, here's the bad news, right? You're in the top three to 5% of the population on earth. Most people believe that they don't create the reality and they don't know how to work with the future and they don't believe that it's getting better. So you have to have tools to get them to change their, or what we say sometimes, retrain your brain and stop seeing the movies of the, it's not going to work out, let's play it safe. That often comes with a different mentality that's not entrepreneurial, but I was like that when I came to Future Visioning. I had to retrain my brain. That's why my life wasn't working at the time was because I wasn't being future-oriented. And so you need to retrain people's brains. That's really what it's about. Yeah, retraining or training the brain. And it's interesting, the first part, uh, and to take us back uh, a little bit further, uh, the first part, and it's, it's very interesting, the, the overlap between your expertise and mine. When I mm -hmm. work with clients um, that uh, are off, oftentimes a founder of a company or, or have launched a business, uh, they have a pretty clear, or they have a vision about what they want it to be. So they're, they fall into that category, as you described, that 3 to 5%. Not everybody is an entrepreneur. In fact, the majority of people are actually are employees, which is, which is wonderful. We need people working to help build these companies. And you do need the visionaries, the, the, the founders of the, of the corporations that actually create them. Absolutely. They, they, are, they quite often have a, have a vision about what they expected or what they want to be. And then they have what I call the energy behind it. They drive it with their energy to get it, get it there. Uh, sometimes they make mistakes along the way. Sometimes that uh, uh, they need to retrace steps. They need to think about how to do things again. In other words, their vision has been, uh, I don't want to say blocked because you sort of had referred to how some people have blockages before. It's not blocked, but they, they, their path, maybe they haven't seen it clearly or they, they realize that uh, they need to change paths or maybe things have to evolve in a different way. How, uh, how do you help people uh, guide them as, they, as, as if they're an owner of a business or a founder of a business to uh, clarify their vision and put them on the best path possible? Well, there's several things. And one of them is the ability to put it in writing, really write it down and formulate it. But here's the part that most people don't include. And it sounds like even in business, like, why would you do that? Because it's now we're getting a little bit into the metaphysics, but to me, I believe it's the only thing that's real. In this reality, 
which is actually an illusion. So I come from that point of view, the metaphysics, that this is an illusion. And that's why we can, like silly putty, move it around and make it the way that we want it to be. But if you don't include the emotions, what happens sometimes, JP, is people can even get the vision of what they want. And then they go, oh, it's empty. It's not what I wanted it to be. I, why don't I feel satisfied? Did you write that you want to feel satisfied? Did you write that you want to feel this sense of accomplishment and pride? Because if not, you are only putting 50% of what really is necessary into the equation. So I help people to become emotionally intelligent as well, which helps with employee relationships and team building, but also with their own relationship with themselves and all of their life. Yeah. yeah I understand. That's a great answer, Valerie, because I hear you saying that uh, just having the ability or looking to the future or being uh, uh, future uh, minded uh, may not be, uh, it's only half the process because you also have to make sure you're putting the right steps into place, aren't you? Or envisioning the right future. Uh, right. which is maybe not the right word, but uh, the future that you want. So you're helping people clarify what they perhaps are or want to be uh, developing uh, and then ensure that they are doing the things that allow them to get there. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. I have an example of a client. It, it was just uh, just very funny uh, because we. I have a chart that I do with people, two, uh, two charts actually. One is just for business and the other is for all areas of life where people can assess where they are now and where they want to go and get it to be holistically sound. Well, I had one client and I said to her, so what do you want for work? And she said, I want to want to go to work every single day. I want to jump out of bed and be enthusiastic and passionate about going to work. I said, anything else you want to add on that? She goes, nope. (laughs) It's a lot of different jobs then, right? Yeah. I said, okay, well, let's just see what happens. She moved to Seattle and ended up landing a job at Amazon. And and, and it just happened for her. And so I went, okay, maybe it's more important than I even had imagined that it's not the detail so much as the feeling that you really want to capture here. I think that's an exception, but it did show me how important it was about how you really feel about something. Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, from what we said before, it's, it's a, you know, and you're helping people focus, but it, uh, it's a number of factors uh, and you've obviously been through this and uh, are, a- are able to guide people through that process to make sure they're uh, um, uh, combining as many of these factors as possible to make the reality that they want become a reality, right? Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. And here's another one that I just wanted to mention too, because this is equally important. It's good to see and to play out. And that's what I also do with people. Um, If you have a choice or a decision to make, maybe you have three possible ways that something can go. Well, we sit down or, you know, we, we get together, I do zoom, I do uh, video conferencing, telephone, And sometimes even like texting, like someone is in the middle and they go, what do you think about this? And we'll just text back and forth if that's the most we can get for my clients. But one of the things that I have the person do is see the future consequences of the choice they are anticipating. And sometimes I go with, I had one client who was thinking about something and it had like an 18 year 
like, you know, stamp when it would come to fruition. And I said, you've got to look at 18 years from now, actually, when the kids are off to college, who do you want to be with? And he was, you know, like so in his head about this whole choice and decision. And he went, oh, that's easy. I know who I want to be with. I was like, yeah. So you have to be really, really honest about what is the long-term impact. And it clarifies things for people immediately. Sometimes it could be two weeks. Sometimes it can be two years. Sometimes it can be 20 years. Sometimes it can be end of life. And a lot of times that's what we do too. We work with your wise old self at the end of your life who's looking back and going, ah, that was good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if there's some regrets, they're so little, I can't even see them anymore. And that's a beautiful thing. And see how like yeah, people can't hear it, but you're smiling right now. And it brings a smile to our faces because that's why we're here. We're here to get it, to really do, do well here. Yeah. Yeah, that's just it. Uh, I, w- I want to go in so many directions with that last, uh, the last couple of things you said. Uh, first place, though, uh, and uh, I'm thinking of our listeners. Uh, you and I have talked offline. We've talked before. You have a number of different exercises, things that you're able to do to help uh, people think about their future, but also in their present. One of them is de-stress. We got a lot of business owners that have a lot of issues with stress. It affects them in many ways, obviously. Yeah affects their health, also impacts the relationship they have with their employees, their families. What are some of the ways or some of the exercises on a, on a basic level that uh, you work with people to uh, work through stress issues and some of the other uh, problems in life that they might be experiencing? Okay. So very big question, even though it sounds like it's just pointed, but it's big because right now you can't throw a stone in the direction of another human being and not hear the word stress within the first like 20 minutes of a conversation pretty much. And here's the problem that we have found. And it all came from Hans Selye, who was the behaviorist scientist who did some experiments on rats, who came up with the idea of stress. But there's a big problem with saying stress. And here, I'll give you a little hint. As soon as you say, I'm stressed out, or that's causing me stress, what's the next step that happens? You clam up. As you say, it becomes the reality, doesn't it? Yes, it does, because it's actually not the truth. So the truth will set you free, and a half-truth will really challenge you and stop you in your tracks. So really saying stress is, and this is what Ty did. 30 years ago, he was having this experience where he was saying to himself, oh, I'm feeling stressed right now. And he heard a little voice in his head that said, stress is a lie. And he went, really? Stress is a lie? Okay. So then what's the truth? And he thought about it for a minute and he said, ah, how am I feeling right now? How am I feeling? And then he started to talk about his emotions. I feel scared. I feel nervous that this is not going to work out. I'm feeling anxiety. Ah, okay. So why? Oh, I'm seeing a dark future. So it's actually a consciousness. And this is something that can be taught quite easily. So the technique is, oh, stress is a lie. What am I really feeling right now? 
what is the picture that I have in my head about the event and how can I change it? Now, here's the really cool part. And this I have seen now in a couple of instances when you don't say stress and you do the exercise of really getting into the emotions, the solutions become available sometimes right on the spot. Whereas if you say stress, how are you going to deal with it? Well, first of all, you have to go into your office, close the door and meditate. That means you've got to stop your life or you've got to wait to go home and take the bath or smell some lavender. Or, But it doesn't give you the solution. It gives you a temporary way of dealing with it. And we all know temporary really never works, right? I don't want to fly in a plane that has duct tape on one of the parts. <laughs> no, I'd rather wait and have them put the actual whatever has to be done there in metal, in reality, before I take off. And yeah. yeah. And as you say, because you're not, you're not dealing with the real issue or deal, deal with the issue. I, I say to clients that are actually, and you can imagine sometimes I'm talking to people that have pretty significant legal issues. Uh, and uh, I tell them, let's meet it head on. There's no sense putting it aside. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. In most situations, there's no sense putting it aside and not meeting it head on. There are occasions where a delay actually does serve a purpose. Uh, Sometimes. Every times we'll be strategic to that. For the most part, you know, the things that do stress us or the things that fill the inbox and uh, are requiring our attention, it's better if it's possible to deal with them immediately. Uh, and uh, in that way, they say uh, you're unclogged, you're, well, you're not being stressed that you're not, you know, you're not setting aside and meditating about these things. You're actually just getting them done. When people sit and they want to wait on them, I say, just get, get just get the actual work done so that um, it's not, if it's possible, get that work done to make sure they're meeting it head on. Are there times that uh, you're, I, I see you nodding as I sort of say that delay, or you sort of agree with me when I said that delay. Are there times where you're coaching people to not deal with issues? I have actually seen, once you start working with the future, once you start working with the belief that life works, that's, and that's at core, you have to get people to know that the world is friendly to them and that this is a wonderful place to be here on earth. So that's like a whole shift that has to happen. There's a lot of old beliefs, trauma that stops people from actually having that experience in a day-to-day -day basis. That most probably affects how companies are actually run. So, um, so really, it's in the moment seeing that, yeah, I know that this can work out as a not positive thinking, but what, and I like what you said about being proactive. And that's one of the seven uh, tools for the, the, the healthy habits of successful people, right? Mm -hmm. By Stephen Coven is be proactive. Begin with the end in mind and be proactive. So, but delay, I have found sometimes like, for instance, I know this is a little personal, this isn't business, but it fits so perfectly. I'm going to use it as an analogy. I'm getting new glasses and there was a delay because I sent in my contact lens prescription instead of my, and they said, no, we can't do this. It's similar. So I had to go back to the doctor in between when I placed the order and I got the prescription, I got an email showing me a frame that I liked so much better than the one that I had picked. And I went, see, this is the reason for the delay. There might be something that you have to find out 
that's going to be helpful here. So I don't look at it the same way now. I know something better this way is coming. So let's just see why did the delay happen? That's so interesting. And that's kind of, you know, almost the way we began this conversation, right? The waiting for that phone to ring or something to happen. Things happen in a certain order for a certain reason. And you just gave an example of uh, one of the ways that impacted you very directly. Um, And uh, I'd like to also, I'll tell you another. Okay, here's a situation. One session with a client uh, very a professional, seasoned professional in finance uh, and estate planning, mortgages, very high end, you know, and he says he takes on the highly problematic cases, the ones where everyone else couldn't get it done. So he has that as his, you know, signature, right? And since our first session together, because he was telling me, well, you know, I'm having a downturn. The phone isn't ringing. He can't even schedule another session with me right now. Work just started pouring in. Is Coincidence? I don't believe in coincidence. I know that that happened because he released some of his more negative taboo emotions, and he also started to plot toward his bright future. He started implementing some of the tools or some of the uh, teachings, some of your teachings, right? Immediately, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned Ty uh, uh, just in passing. Let's talk a little bit about your history with him and uh, you know how your thinking has evolved through your work with him. You're obviously one of the, well, you're the first accredited master practitioner. Mm-hmm. And uh, you talked about some of your previous experiences prior to meeting him. But can you talk to me about how you got, uh, uh, how you got on this path and uh, the insights that you've, uh, you've gathered along the way? Yeah. So I'm going to cut to the chase and then go back a little bit. What really grabbed me about Ty when I first heard him on a teleseminar back in December of 2010 was when he talked about dealing with his clients after 30 years and he was having fun. And really what I did at that point was, I'll just do the acronym WTF. (laughs) How is this guy doing that? Because I'm burnt out and I've been just working with people for about like six to eight years now. And I'm at the end of my rope. And so are most of the people that I talk to who are really giving people the deeper, you know, healing or coaching work with people. So how, how is he doing this, dealing with people that have cancer, who have major, you know, emotional or marital issues, and he's having fun and happy. So I wanted what he was having, you know, just like that scene in When Harry Met Sally, and she does that <laughs> fake, you know. Yeah, yeah. We can do that, and we'll do that on, on the next episode for people listening. <laughs> <laughs> or just go watch the movie, okay? And anyway, so yeah, I was so enamored of his energy and his, and that's the one thing that I want to say. Like, it sounds so heavy, you know, oh, you got to get rid of these negative beliefs and the self-sabotage and, you know, what's, how are you victimizing yourself? How are you creating yourself being powerless? No, it's so much fun when life works you're happier, you're healthier. Anxiety, by the way, what what most people call stress, which is actually fear and anxiety, is detrimental to your body. That's what Hans Selye actually proved was that trauma in and of itself, Nietzsche was wrong. 
what doesn't kill you doesn't make you stronger. It actually debilitates you. So he should have just <laughs> hung that out as his moniker. Oh, guess what I did? I proved Nietzsche wrong. So, yeah. That's amazing. Isn't it? Uh, now, uh, we, t- you, so we talked about your time with Ty Kane, and it's interesting, your background is actually as a certified hypnotherapist as well, right? Uh, so, yes. uh, you're, I, and you said that, that I guess the first 68 years, you're doing that. What was that like, and how, is that, how did the shift occur uh, with, in terms of your uh, guidance or the way you work with your clients after, uh, after uh, becoming a, a master practitioner with him? Well, having people go inside and go into the subconscious, the unconscious, is still a very valid way of processing and repositioning and realigning for success, yes. However, the way regular hypnotherapy is set up, it's like, I'm just going to, you're just going to go to sleep, or you're just going to go into a trance, and I'm going to do all this stuff, and I'm going to fix you. Whereas the way that future visioning is set up, you're doing the heavy lifting. Right, right. I am the guide. Yes. You know, it's more like going for uh, personal training. Your trainer doesn't lift the weights for you. So, yeah, so that's where I feel like that was one of the problems. And so people are, so a lot of times there's this innate need for us to be rescued in life. It's like, could you please do this for me? (laughs) And I don't know where that comes from. Maybe just that we're lazy. Laziness. Yes, it's laziness. (laughs) But we're looking for somebody to do it for us. Nah, that's not going to work. That that never will work, by the way. It just doesn't work. So... So yeah, it doesn't work, as you say. And it's interesting when you're describing, a, a, you know, the future visioning, you're describing writing. Like, so obviously somebody is, uh, you know, maybe being coached or, or they're uh, being guided along, but they're taking the, the proactive steps or they're taking the active steps to uh, identify and uh, uh, I guess declare, right, what the intentions are. Is it with the hope of those, uh, uh, those coming to fruition? Do you, do you still practice any hypnotherapy as well? Is there is that a component of your, uh, or is it one of the tools that you still employ as you work with clients? It actually, yes, there there are parts of it. So to get someone into a more relaxed state, because then things work better when there's not tension. So to get someone, and, and okay, so just for a moment, because I know some people might be driving when they're listening to this or whatever, but if you could just close your eyes for a moment, And notice that you don't have to, when you close your eyes, JP, you don't have to process the millions of uh, shapes and colors and words that are being visually coming at you as stimuli, right? So when you close your eyes, there's this calmness that starts to happen, especially as you get used to that as a practice, and you can start working on Instead of the projection, you can start working on the projector. Oh, that's powerful, isn't that? Yeah, instead of the projection, you can start working on the projector. In other words, the person, right? You're starting to work on the person. Exactly. Uh, yes. what they're projecting. That's great. Can we do a couple? I love, you and I have talked previously, obviously, and you gave me a couple of exercises. We went through a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, can you give anybody listening uh, a couple of tidbits, a couple of nuggets? Uh, we talked about de-stressing, but... Uh, uh, we talked about writing, right? So I'm uh, just going over some of the things we've talked about already. But a couple of uh, nuggets, a couple of gems that you give to them that can directly impact their life. Perhaps uh, we're talking to uh, many business people as well. So directly impact the, uh, their businesses and the people that uh, they're either employing or servicing. 
Yes. Well, I already think I, I did by saying, see the future that you want. Take, take the time. Take the time. It might even take like as little as five minutes for you to go, okay, if I make this choice, where's this going to lead me? If I make this choice, where is this going to lead me? And a lot of people will avoid the negative future. They, I don't want to go there. No, it's important to go there. It's important to see that your choice is going to end up like this. So it's to be circumspect. And what you were referring to is the dark road, light road that we did that one time. Yeah. yeah. The dark road, uh, the, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly yeah, what mentioned it. So just mention that because it was pretty powerful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you want to just be the guinea pig for a minute. Let's be the guinea pig. Sure. The listeners love it when I do this. Expose myself. <laughs> Okay, so just close your eyes again. Oh, you're so good closing your eyes and being oh, just so helpful and and cooperative. Okay, so I want you to imagine that you're on a dark road and you're driving in your car and you've never been on this road before and you don't know what's going on around the next bend and it's foggy and it's dark and the road is bumpy. So immediately, JP, how does that make you feel in your body? Yeah, a little tense. I'm uh, gripping the uh, wheel a little, a little bit tighter. I'm uh, peering over uh, the uh, you know the the wheel to see outside to to make sure I'm concentrating on the road. Right, and and I'm just going to tell you something really. Just keep your eyes closed. But I'm going to tell you something really funny right here. I've done this hundreds of times, maybe even the thousands, and I still get that little knot in my stomach when I tell somebody to do this. I'm like, oh, I'm a poor me. What I'm doing to this poor person, right? Everybody driving right now is now holding on the wheel real tight. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. But the point here is that. Most okay, so how many people in your life, except for the people that you're coaching, are not clear about their future, are unclear about the future that they want to create? Uh, that's a good, that's a great question because a lot of what we're talking about clients, the business owners, uh, I and I, uh, I don't know how many of them are thinking about the end game. Uh, yeah. I, think I think they're very much in the present, right? They're very much uh, trying mm-hmm. to deal with, uh, the, you know, put out the next fire. That's right. Uh, oh, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm getting a phone call uh, frequently when somebody's trying to put out a fire. And so I like to work with them when we're doing that, but also then talk about uh, what's the next time I'll see them and where we'll be the next time we see each other as well. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So good. So a lot of the people that you know, even the visionaries are still having this issue because they are still yet not doing it consciously. So even the people, the three to 5% that do it, they're not doing it consciously. And so our, so, okay. So that's why look at the world right now and look at the frustration, look at the anxiety, look at the anger, look at what's happening in the world. That's because most people that you and I know are on that dark road. And so you can understand the state of the world. And it's actually natural if you're on a dark road heading toward a dark future to be upset, depressed, angry, because you should be. So, okay. So now open your eyes just for a minute and shake that off. All right. Get rid of that. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. And then just really briefly close your eyes again. Ah, And this time I want you to imagine that you're on this beautiful bright road and you, it's just sunny and the road is smooth and you can go as fast and safe as you want to. And over the horizon, you know 
that your dreams are going to come true. And you know that there's a bright future waiting for you where you're feeling empowered. Now what's happening in your body as you're driving the car? Yeah. I mean, I can feel the sunshine already, right? That's uh, is in part what uh, the vision uh, yeah. involves. So yeah, you, as you come up over the horizon, you can feel the sunshine, you feel a lot warmer, obviously uh, relaxed. Uh, there you go. I, can, I can feel the wind going through my hair for, for people listening right now. And just imagine the wind just blowing through my hair. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Okay, great. And, and, and isn't that wonderful? And so how are you feeling emotionally? Uh, happy. Good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's important. That's really, really important. So notice. Okay. So, and that happened in a nanosecond. That happened just the way that you were visualizing the outcome. Okay. So now I know that most people haven't done the deeper work to really architecture, you know, like who would build a house without a blueprint? If you are doing that, please call me. I will save you a lot of time and energy and effort because that's not going to work. Yeah. But we blueprint our businesses and we blueprint our homes when we're building them. We need to blueprint our lives as well. So when you begin with that and you know that you're powerful and you remove the blocks, this can be the state of being that you are in most of the time. So you can open your eyes right now. And isn't that amazing how your body just psychologically and physiologically just responds like that, just to the vision? No, it's amazing how quickly that actually does happen, right? Because as you feel that, um, and imagine you, you're inviting other things into your life in the exact same way, right? So you invite other things into your life the exact same way, where there's a warm, good thing that actually occurs. Uh, and what happens is it translates to other things. It impacts other businesses, other people you deal with. And as you say, overall, your life and those that are, are around you, right? <laughs> yes. And that's the fun of it. The fun of this is the success stories that I get to have and that my clients get to have. And then it translates into the people around them. This is something that can be shared. It is not just this secret little thing and you can't tell anybody about it. No, you can actually start talking to teams and employees about setting up a bright future and productivity and profitability increases because you have everybody on board. Yeah. And it's interesting. Again, as a lawyer, people you know come to me for certain issues. Uh, I do a lot of work for people growing their companies. And then when you talk about that blueprint, you know, for that house, or they might be buying or selling the house, they'll, they'll still deal with us if they're doing that. But uh, the main focus is for the business owner as they're growing their business. They say, we build that blueprint. We're doing things very formally as lawyers. You know, we might be uh, structuring a corporation with shareholders. We might be implementing a holding corporation or a family trust. It's interesting to color that or sprinkle that with some of the concepts you're describing here, where imagine, you know, in 20 years, you're selling this company, uh, and we want to, uh, among other things, sprinkle a capital gain amongst family members. How many people are we going to include? You know, as we build the document, we need to think about future shareholders. Right. And so it's kind of interesting where you're doing some of that work where very concretely people are envisioning that, which is going to impact their life. Uh, and as lawyers, when we're building out a company for somebody, we're doing something similar, but perhaps not quite as, uh, I don't know the way to describe it, quite as uh, open-ended as you. We need to ultimately decide who the shareholders, who the shareholders are going to be right? If there were ways that people, I mean, we've talked at length about different ways of people working 
if there are ways that we had, uh, would have common clients working towards a goal, how can you imagine that we could, uh, uh, that we could work with them? So one of the things is, oh, I, so, okay, I, I want to answer your question and I want to introduce something here as another concept. There's also something called, and I don't mean it in a religious sense, miraculous success. Miraculous success is success that's better than you ever possibly imagined. That's what we go for. It's not actually getting what you want. It's getting what you want plus a little bit of magic in there. So it's been better than you thought. So recently I had a situation where I had an inheritance that was coming my way. And lo and behold, when I opened the check, there was additional money there because the property value of something that was being settled had gone up, not down. And I like that. So I also want to add in, when you're anticipating not just that you're going to get what you want, but there's also going to be a little bit more, just think about the impact you're going to have on the people around you. And emotionally, if you're happy, by example, you can start to lead in a completely different way. So, and also, if you see the person as capable, if you see them capable in doing and being the best that you possibly, that they can be, then, yeah, you're going to create it if they don't. They didn't take the invitation, but you did everything you could on your end. You saw the vision of them being as capable and as responsible as they could be. So things start happening differently. Does that make sense? Do I answer you? Yeah, first? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Things start happening happening differently. Uh, it's interesting. I, as you were describing, I'm imagining. Yeah, and you can guide. You can bring other people along with you. I guess that's what it is. You can, you know, as you increase or you. Uh, I think what you're describing is abundance, right? Uh, the theory of abundance. So as you uh, as you create that reality, uh, others can enjoy. Others can share in that abundance as well. Right. And so you have to be willing to, uh, you know, hire and fire. (laughs) If you find that somebody isn't coming along, that's important to get rid of that part of the the equation and to know that something better this way comes. That actually, if you're saying, no, I don't want that. So acceptance and rejection is very important in business and in life. You know, you you have to know what you're willing to deal with. And if something is intolerable or unacceptable, then that's really important. And then to be optimistic that that is going to open up and expand. So what it's, someone said something recently, I loved it. The more you live in possibility, the more probable that possibility becomes. Yay. Great. And that applies, you know, to life and business owners as we keep relating it back to, right? Because if they imagine it's possible in business, it very well likely could be and very well likely will become as well. Right. right? Yeah. Tell me, uh, I mean, I could talk with you for hours, Valerie, but uh, tell me what the future, the the immediate future holds for you right now. What are you working on? What are some of the things that you're putting out into the universe? Yeah. Okay. So I'm finishing up a book 
And that's been a three-year project. And, and, I, and I actually have listened to some people who have written books. Some people write them way faster than that. But that seems to be the kind of uh, average time that it takes. And so that will be launching soon. Um, I am also working on expanding the business out. Uh, recently, I've lost weight. Uh, taking the future visioning into, you know, health. So I'm also bringing that out. We're also taking the stop stress in three seconds or less. And we are going to be doing some group programs and introducing ways for people to come and start to learn about this and then how to share it with the people around you so that they are, are on board too. Because this is really something that, needs to be turned around because I am telling you, it's really true. Every time someone says I'm stressed out, their opportunity for solution stops. So it's really having a deleterious effect on all the different areas of life. Yeah. And they may not appreciate the extent to which it is. So as you say, uh, I mean, first important to recognize it and then also maybe change that behavior because it really is limiting. Yeah, uh, we see the same thing with business, right? For people that are doing things that are uh, counterproductive, uh, or you know, a lot of times uh, when you're working with the business owner, they're they're trapped in the weeds. They're not uh, they're not stepping back and acting as the leader of the organization to make sure that the they're putting it in the proper proper stead for success. Right, the helicopter view. The helicopter view. The helicopter view. That's really really important, and that's a technique actually that we do sometimes every time at the end on a very uh, like. Um, the ultimate, okay, so just step outside for a moment, go up above the earth and look down. What do you see above the earth? I mean, if people are like, whoa, that's so different, right? So yeah, so the helicopter view is really, really important to practice. So we have a lot of techniques. We have a lot of things. And the uh, stop stress in three seconds or less, this is going to be a rollout. It's going to be happening in the next three to six months. So if anyone wants to, you know, uh, find out about it, they can either sign up on my website, ValerieLemmy.com or Tycane, um, also.com, either one or FutureVisioning.com. And there's free downloads and more information to find out about Future Visioning. And on my website, I actually have the Future Visioning worksheets, which someone is, which is an article that can show some of the things that we have published already and also has an opportunity to start writing down your bright future. Oh, that's great, Riley. That's great. I was going to ask, how do people find you? Uh, I mean, as I say, you and I could talk forever on these subjects and uh, and other things, but that's great that you leave people with that. Can you leave uh, uh, this podcast otherwise with, uh, um, I know I've done this to you a couple of times already, but uh, one more little tidbit or one little grain of advice for, for those listening and uh, uh, and send them on their merry ways that were perhaps driving or at this point, if they haven't fallen asleep with these, some of these exercises you provided them with? Hmm. There's hope. There's always hope. And there's always a solution. And so if you are the kind of person that wants to get to the solution faster, quicker, and more often, then start looking at your brightest future. It, your good is already all around you. And that's one of the reasons why People have such a quick 
rapid turnaround when they start doing future visioning, when they let go of the negative emotions and they release them, truly release them, that's the technique that we do, is that your good is not in, it's coming from the future. Here it is. The future creates the present against the backdrop of the past, the backdrop of the past. So if you're working with the future, your present shifts immediately, immediately. Wow, that's real powerful. Let's okay. So I, I want I want to go over that one more time. Sure. Uh, here it is, right? Or this is it. So let me ask that again, or ask you to repeat that again for us. Sure. The future creates the present against the backdrop of the past. So every moment, the now, the now, the now is the future coming to you. So when you're creating the future, I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> when you're creating the future. You are creating a better present immediately, immediately. Or like one client told me, you know, like within 12, 24, 72 hours, there is always a signal about how you're moving towards your bright future. And if you look at it, it, it comes to you. It is so, it works. This, these are laws about how life works. So we're not just picking things, you know, out of our hats. We have studied and have it on good authority. So and that's, that's the universe. That's, that's brilliant stuff. So that's a great place to leave it here. Valley, I really enjoyed our talk again today. I look forward to uh, our future because I can envision you being back on this show, me being on your show. I envision picking up your book and uh, talking about some of the concepts in there and perhaps working together in other ways in the future as well. Thanks so oh, much for being on the show today. And thank you. Uh, I look forward to the next time. Okay. Thanks, JP. Thanks for listening to The Millionaire's Lawyer. Please subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. To get your business millionaire assessed and to access the wide variety of resources that we offer in addition to this podcast, go to jpmcavoy.com. That's jpmcavoy.com.